Welcome to the Good Vibes Club, a normal girl's guide to living your best life and being the best version of yourself. Whether you're listening on your commute, out on a hot girl walk, or curled up on your sofa, open your mind and get ready to feel those good vibes. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the Good Vibes Club and an episode that has been very highly requested since the knowledge of James moving in has come to light. I actually kept it quiet for so long so he'd actually been slowly moving in from January and it wasn't till I think like mid to late July that I actually told you that he was in because it was just a very slow process. We were moving things in slowly. There was no like real rush to do it. We weren't like we need to be in immediately on this specific date. It was just a very like slow process. We both needed to adjust to it for various reasons I'll get into. And we just, we made it a slow process. So I thought I would make this episode just to discuss the topic of moving in with your partner, because I think it's such a big deal and there's so many moving parts to it. And moving in with a partner is very exciting because you're reaching a new chapter of your relationship, but it's also very scary because you're kind of combining your life with someone else and having to navigate your financial decisions together. You're having to learn how to live with another person and their ways of being, because I think that's one thing that's hard, whoever you live with is trying to work out like your different habits because everyone has like different at home habits and it's quite hard to like combine those sometimes. Um, But don't get me wrong, I was very excited to live with James after almost three years together, but being completely honest, I was also terrified. I was so scared because I am someone who tends to catastrophize situations and I always imagine the worst outcomes of things and I thought that I know I'm not alone in this and I feel like there's a million other people who are going through the same thing when they move in with their partner and it's not always spoken about because we always talk about the really good side of things, which is moving in with a partner and kind of combining your life and starting a new chapter but it also can be really scary so I thought this episode would be great just to offer some potential advice and comfort to anyone going through the same thing and maybe also feeling equal parts of excitement and fear because I think that's completely normal and we need to normalize that and yeah let's get into the episode. So for a bit of backstory, I have lived with people through university. So I've lived with friends. I've lived with people I didn't know in university. I've lived with friends post-university. I've lived with two different boyfriends in the past. One, I lived with as a friend first and then we moved in together as a couple. And the other one I literally had known for like all of two months and then moved in together, which I really don't recommend. But it is a bit of a learning curve when you move in with people. And I think sometimes living together with someone at uni can either make or break your thoughts on living with another person because living with your family is so different. Like when you live with your parents and stuff as a child, it's so, it's the only routine you've ever known. So you naturally just feel like you know how other people live and you don't even really think about the fact that other people have been brought up differently. But living with other people is such a learning curve. And I have actually spoken to friends about this before because I've got friends who have never lived with anyone apart from their partner or like, as in like lived with their family and then in a relationship or just their partner ever if you know what I mean. So like some people have just never lived with anyone apart from their current partner. Some people live with multiple partners or like whatever. And it's so different when that's your situation versus like having lived with friends and stuff. It's just, there's so many different living situations and it's actually mental when you really start to think about it. But my position before living with James was I had come out of a relationship and moved in on my own. I was living on my own at the time for I would count 
the first proper time in my life. I know I've mentioned before that I lived in the flat by myself at the age of 19, but I don't really count that as living by myself because if I'm honest, I was never ever in that flat. I used to run up to my grandparents about four times a week and I was just never ever ever there. And if I was there, I was there with friends or a boyfriend. I just, I was never ever there on my own. So I don't personally count it as living on my own because I hated it. When I moved into my London flat three years ago, I think it was now, maybe a bit more than that, um, because me and James got together not long after I moved in there. I was living on my own for the first time ever. James was also living on his own and we got together not long after the first lockdown. So it was a very like weird time where you couldn't really go out and do anything. It was just a bit strange. And that was a really good time for me to live on my own because I think I really learned how to, for one, be by myself. I learned a lot about how I like to live and the way I like to do things. So like I like to do a Saturday clean every week. Granted, it doesn't always happen, but I like to make sure I have like weekly cleans in place. I'm a very, very tidy person. Anyone who knows me will know that my flat is nearly always spotless. There is like, okay, there's organized piles everywhere because you know, ADHD life, but I, for the most part, live in a very, very tidy flat. Like even looking around my living room now, I can see like a pile of beauty products that I need to do a TikTok for. I can see some clothes that need putting away that I've literally just got off the era. And there's a couple of cables from where I'm filming. Like that is all I can see. So I'm a very tidy person. And being on my own and living on my own for that time and realizing all these things and getting comfortable with being independent can make it so difficult to then live with a partner. And that's the one thing I think I struggled with the most is that I knew the longer I lived on my own, the harder I would find it to live with a boy again. And we kind of survived two lockdowns together pretty quickly into our relationship. So we had been together a couple of months and then we ended up in that like weird one month November lockdown. And then we very quickly ended up living together through that like second is it the second? I, I count it as a second lockdown because the November doesn't really count, but that second god awful winter lockdown where we were all stuck inside and we were sick of it and we didn't want to be there and it was annoying. Um, so we had those two lockdowns together. And I think honestly, knowing that we could survive that, I was so much more at peace with knowing that we could probably survive living together because that was intense. Like we both lived alone. We both had our own habits. We were both very independent and liked our own space. And then suddenly we're in this new relationship and we're stuck together 24 seven. And we were like our support bubbles to each other. Sorry, there's a fly just coming to the room and it's so annoying. It's like circling around. But um, we were in each other's support bubble. So we basically spent every dying minute together, which is quite nice. But um, it was also a good way to know that we could live together, but didn't make it any less terrifying, I'll be honest. Like it was still pretty terrifying. And this fly is really distracting. So I'm just gonna get it out of the room. Okay, I think the fly's gone. I'm not sure, but I think I saw it go. Oh, no. Okay, she's just gonna have to stay there because she's very annoying. So let's talk about the nitty gritty. We're gonna talk about a few different topics here. So how you know you're ready to live together, the moving in fear, fulfilling your needs, keeping the relationship healthy, etc. And I wanted to break them down into little bite-sized chunks and really talk about each one. So we're gonna go with first, how do you know that you're ready to live with your partner? I have done a lot of research into this one because I thought it would be good to get as much knowledge as possible before I share it with you. And relationship experts recommend waiting around one year before moving in with a partner. So you've got time to take off the rose tinted glasses, you're at the honeymoon period, and you know a little bit more about the person that you love, but they also say there's no right time. But the one year mark gives you time to know the relationship has longevity, and you'll also have had important discussions about your future. A study in the UK showed that 37% of couples move in together before the one year mark, and 39% of couples decide to live together between one to two years, although, every couple has their own timeline. So you don't need to live together after six months just because that's what everyone else does. And I'll be honest, this is one thing that I really found 
hard because we have been together three years and we've only just really moved in together around like the two and a half year mark. And I really struggled with the fact that we're in our 30s and that's like our timeline because I thought when you hit 30 that everything like super speeds and that just wasn't happening for me. And I think everyone had kind of told me that this relationship's going to be really quick, like you're going to move in together fast, like you're going to marry really quickly, have babies really quickly. And that's just not the case. And that's so fine. And that's one thing I really want you to think about if you're listening to this and you're in that same position, you do not need to feel pressure to move in. And you need to do it when you are ready. And I want to stress the fact that just because your partner is ready, it doesn't always mean that you are ready as well. Like you both have your own timelines and you need to be able to find a middle ground that means that both of you are comfortable because otherwise it could be that one of you moves in too soon and you're not ready yet or the other way around. And it's just, you need to make sure that you're both ready and that you've had those important conversations. So are your fundamentals the same? Um, do you want the same things from life? Think about how much you bicker. Um, is your relationship stable enough? Like, are they your safe person? So if you've got an issue, you really go to them and you feel like you can be comfortable with them. And that if they're in the house, you feel like you can be safe and loved and comforted. Um, or equally, if you are someone who really likes distance, sometimes you know that that person is someone who will give you that space if you need it. Like you need to know that those fundamentals and stuff are the same. I also would recommend not moving in with your partner for financial reasons. I know this is quite a hard one, especially given like the current situation of the world, but you need, like I would say, to be honest, I don't think you need to know someone else's income and I don't think you need to share finances, but if that person is really bad with money and you know that they frivolously spend and they maybe don't have loads in the bank, um, you know that they might not be able to fit their bill with rent every month and you don't wanna be left picking up the slack of that. So I think it's really important to have an understanding of like, you cover half the rent, they cover half the rent, you're both on the tenancy agreement or you know mortgage, whatever you're doing. And I think it's quite important to just know that you're both on the same page and that you're not marrying into something, well not marrying into, like you're not moving into is what I mean, but you're not like entering a situation where you are probably gonna be left paying all the bills because I have been in that situation before and it's so shit where you sign a tenancy together and then all of a sudden you're the one that's like footing the bill for everything. So you wanna make sure that you know that you're not gonna be stuck picking up the slack because not everyone can even afford to do that. Like you might be able to cover your half, but then they can't afford to and then you're the one that's in trouble with your landlord as well. Like it's just not worth it. I also think another big, big fundamental thing about moving in together is making sure that you've had a prolonged period of time together. So whether that's being on a trip, whether they come and stay at your house for three weeks before you move in together or something, just make sure that you have spent a prolonged period of time together because spending that long period of time together means that you're gonna know their habits, you're gonna know their likes, their dislikes, whether they're clean and tidy, whether they're not. Like boys' bedrooms can be disgusting, but you could go on a trip and they stay with you and you realize that actually they're really clean in the kitchen or something. Do you know what I mean? Like you can just, you can find a lot out about someone when you spend a lot of time with them. And I do think that spending a lot of time together on a trip or something is very different to living together, but it just gives you a bit more understanding of how they live and how they do things. Granted, they'll probably be different when you're actually living together, but I just think it's a good like middle ground to like kind of know, you know? This is a paid partnership with BetterHelp. Are you trying to live your best life but just feel like you need a little bit of guidance to fully reach your potential? Well, that used to be me too and I want to share a little secret of mine with you. Last summer, I felt like I needed a bit of extra guidance in my life and really struggled to find a therapist online because there's so many to search through and it's a little bit daunting when the day to pace seems endless but that's where I found BetterHelp and they made things so much easier. BetterHelp is a platform that connects you with a fully trained and personally selected therapist through a series of questions to understand exactly what you need. Their mission is to make therapy more accessible, which is so important because finding a therapist can not only be really challenging, but you're also limited to just a therapist in your area. 
Once you've accepted your therapist, you can then choose dates and times which suit you best for your sessions, whether that's a phone call, video chat, or even messaging through the app because therapy should work for you and your needs. I particularly like the journal feature on the app because it means if I have something going on throughout the week, I can write my thoughts down so I can discuss it with my therapist in the next session. And I have the memory of a goldfish. So this really, really helps me if there's something on my mind. And then as soon as I'm asked the question of what do you want to talk about this week, I seem to just fall short. (laughs) But the best part of the app, if you don't get on with your therapist, then it's super easy to switch to someone new without it being awkward because you're not going to get on with everyone. And it's nice to know that your option is there to change too. And another great thing is that as a Good Vibes girly, you can get 10% of your first month of BetterHelp by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash good vibes. That's betterhelp.com forward slash good vibes because everybody deserves a great therapist if you want one, of course. I've popped the discount in the show notes for you if you did want to give it a try and hopefully you can find your perfect therapist while saving a little bit of money in the process. You're welcome. Okay, the moving in fear. Is it your gut instinct or are you just nervous for a big step? Because there is a difference between being scared to live with someone and genuinely knowing in your gut that it's the wrong decision. Being scared is a very normal emotion because this is a very big life change. You are entering a home where you share a tenancy agreement. You're gonna be in each other's space all the time. And it's a big step in a relationship. And I do actually think it's overlooked as a big step sometimes. Like everyone talks about like marriage and babies and proposals and stuff. But I really do think that moving in together for the very first time is a really big step in your relationship. And I have always felt like that like I'm a bit of a commitment phobe secretly which is quite hilarious because I'm also really clingy and like I love talking about the future but I'm also very scared by it because I am a very big like what if person and I think it's really important to when you feel scared which is normal I think it's important to sit and understand why you feel scared are you scared because you think that they might not be a clean person? Are you scared that you might have to foot the bill of rent? Are you worried that your relationship's not gonna last? Are you worried that they're gonna cheat on you? Are you just worried because you are just worried? Like you have to think about all the different reasons why you're worried. And the one thing that I think is really good to do, which is something I've talked to my therapist about before, is write down your emotions and write what you're feeling to do with the situation. Um, So we were doing this about something else, but it also relates really well to this, but, write down your emotion and what you're feeling and keep asking yourself why. And every time you ask yourself, so say for example, it could be, I'm really scared to live with my boyfriend. And then you think, why am I scared to live with my boyfriend? Because I am worried the relationship won't last. Why are you worried the relationship won't last? Because I don't feel safe or whatever. You have to just keep asking yourself why. And eventually you'll get to the point where you know the root cause and you can work on that. And it's a really good thing to do because it means that you'll know why you're scared and you can work on why you're scared. It could be that you're scared of the commitment, giving up your space, worried about the future, etc. Like there's so many different situations for moving in together. Whether you both live at home, you're moving out for the first time, combining two homes, etc. There's just so many different situations and so many things to be worried about. And it's really important to know why you're scared gut instincts and fear are very closely linked but I think there is a difference and I think if you really sit with it you will find out and doing this little task etc maybe it's not for everyone maybe you don't want to do it but I do think it's a good task to work out whether it is just that you maybe don't know if you want to be with this person or whether it's just that you're scared of giving up your space you're scared of I don't know having their possessions everywhere because boys don't have nice decor like it could be anything and also one of the big things to think about when you're living together is fulfilling both of your needs so 
I am very passionate about this subject because I think that no matter what you are stage-wise in a relationship, whether you are just getting together, you've got kids, whether you're married, whether you've been together 17 years, five years, five minutes, it's really important to sit down and talk about the ways that make you both feel the most comfortable. So just talking about the fact that maybe like I, for example, really like to clean every week and on Saturday, I really like to have a deep clean in the house. As I said, it doesn't always happen, but that to me is a really good part of my routine where I just, I like everything to be very tidy. I like things to be in their place. I like to know where they are. I like it to be clean and tidy. I like the bathroom to be cleaned, etc. And that's like a big thing to make me feel comfortable. Um, James, on the other hand, is he's also very, very clean just to put that out there. But both of us collectively, but James, I would say more so really likes his own space. And I think it's important to kind of honor that boundary and just say like, okay, I know that I need a certain amount of uh, personal space every week to feel comfortable. Things like having friends over and stuff, like you need to work out if you're someone who has friends over all the time, like are you comfortable maybe going out and seeing your friends a bit more because they don't want to keep sitting in the bedroom or something. Like it's just finding those little compromises that make you both feel comfortable and setting a few little boundaries of like, maybe one of you is really clean and tidy, the other one isn't. So you need to work out like a cleaning thing where you kind of have a middle ground. It's just setting those boundaries to find where you're both really comfortable. And the communication of this is key. I think if you've got good communication, you will be so sweet like Tropicana. You will be so okay because good communication is the basis of every single relationship you have. Whether that's your partner, your parent, your brother, your mother, your friend, whatever it is, good communication is key to a healthy relationship. And I think also another thing that's really important with that is the good communication to be able to say if something's bothering you. So for example, um, if something is brought up, make the effort to change that. So like if you, for example, every morning you have a coffee from the coffee machine and you leave your dirty coffee cup on the side and you don't clean the machine out. Like, you know, sometimes you have to clean the milk things. Make the point to just clean it up ASAP because it's a minor little thing that might seem like nothing to you the first time they say it or the first time they get annoyed. But if that keeps happening, that minor little inconvenience could become a much bigger issue in the long term and could stem into something that kind of irks them a bit more about so many other things. So it's just really important to make sure that you keep the good communication and just make those small little compromises in your life because as much as you want to keep things the way you want to, so does that person. And you need to kind of have that middle ground of like, how can we both be happy and comfortable here? And what can we do to make each other feel more happy and comfortable? And then the last thing I wanted to touch on, which I've made a few notes about, is your relationship health. So I find that living with a partner, me and like other people included, I think this is quite a worldwide thing, as soon as you live with a partner or as soon as you're like comfortable in that relationship, date nights kind of go out the window and it's such a hard habit to break because it happens really slowly and then all of a sudden you realise that you spend like every single night on the sofa watching a series and you don't really go out anymore and you don't really do anything and it's so important to keep those date nights alive because date nights keep your relationship fun, they keep it healthy, they keep you happy, whether it's just doing like one date night a month or whether it's doing like one a week and you do them at home, little things like even just having a night where you decide to, I don't know, like bring the duvet to the sofa and watch a movie together or you eat at the dining room table instead of eating in the kitchen or the sofa or whether you decide that sometimes you want to go out for a roast dinner on a Sunday or maybe go and walk to your favorite coffee shop in the morning or whatever just finding those little ways to keep the relationship alive through date nights is really nice and 
Dates don't always have to be expensive. They can be free. It could be something as little as like playing a board game one night instead of watching TV. Like little things that make you happy that are just like a little date or even just doing something nice for your partner. So like it could be that your partner really loves having a bath um, and they like reading their book or something. So you could do that for them one night. It could be that your partner really likes, I don't know, going to the gym of an evening and you just kind of say, do you wanna go for a gym session? You know, like little things. Obviously take these with a pinch of salt because everyone is different, but whatever it is that your partner loves, like maybe they love gaming and it would be really nice if one night you just gamed together and you took a bit of an interest and you played like Mario Kart or something. Just little things that help to keep the date nights happening. And I also think alongside that, it's really important to have alone time. And this is a big, big, big one for me because I am a bit of an independent horse. I love being on my own and I love spending time by myself, but so does James, which is actually quite handy because it means that we can both respect each other's time alone and we know that we need time alone. And we know that time alone is so vital to us both being happy and healthy. So we both like having times where we sit in different rooms and watch TV programs, or like I'll go and have a bath for two hours, or James will go off to the gym at 7 p.m. Like it's different things like that that just make us both feel happy and content, but also making time for your friends separately to your partner. Make sure that you have your time socializing with them, without them, and like completely alone, just alone time on your own, you know? Just basically making sure that you stay healthy and so do they. <laughs> and then the final thing I've written as a point for this episode is to respect each other's personal space. And this is a big one because respecting each other's privacy and boundaries and respecting each other's like just personal space in general is such a big thing in a relationship because it's very easy when you live together to become really on top of each other and not really give each other space. And it's so important to just respect that everyone needs their separate space. Everyone needs their own things that are just a bit of them. I personally don't believe in having partners like passwords or anything. I am like so against like needing to look in their phone or anything. Like I want you to have your private life. I have my private life. We have a life together. Like you're allowed those different boundaries. And I think as long as you can respect each other enough to give each other a bit of personal space, then you're all sweet the good communication and the respect is absolutely everything in a relationship. And honestly, as much as moving in together is a really big, scary thing, like genuinely, I would have like full blown panic attacks about moving in with a partner. And it's just because I was so used to my own space. And when I really journaled it out, that's what it came down to. Like I was terrified of losing who I am and losing my own time because it's so important to me to have time with my friends and like live on my own, like not live on my own, sorry, um, have time on my own. And when I really looked into why I was nervous to live with a partner, it's because of that fear of losing the independence. And that's so normal, I can't even tell you. That is one of the biggest things that people are scared of is losing their independence and their freedom. Not freedom, okay, freedom sounds bad, but like losing your sense of self because you've become like two people together. And we've said it a million times on this podcast. I talk about this all the time, but I think it's really important when you're in a relationship to be two whole people. And you can still work on yourself and your needs while also they do the same. And then you become two whole people that come together rather than two half people coming together and being codependent and needing to make each other happy because you can't find happiness alone. And it's so, so good when you get to the place where you feel like a whole person and you can do that in a relationship. You could be in a relationship right now where you're like, oh, I'm a bit codependent, like whoopsie, how's that happened? But you can work on that. And that's something really important to try and work on because it just means that you will overall become a happier person, you will be happier in yourself, but you'll also end up with a happier relationship because of it too. So hopefully 
this episode has given you a lot of knowledge. I feel like I've rambled on and I've talked in circles, but I just really wanted to kind of vent out all of my thoughts and feelings when it came to moving in together. And these are kind of notes I've written over the last few months and just wanted to put into an episode. I was gonna try and get James on, but then I remembered, you know what? This is the Good Vibes Club. It's a girls, girls gang no boys are allowed. We don't want boys on here. We just want the girls and I don't need him to come on to talk about this. <laughs> but he did help me with a couple of the points. So he's had an input, but he hasn't been physically sat here because I just want to make sure that all the guests are always female. Everything is about being female and keep it true to the podcast. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode, guys. I have loved making this list and filming this for you and recording all of my thoughts because this is a subject that I wish someone else had talked about before, especially when it comes to being nervous because I think everyone always talks about the sunshine and roses part of moving in with a partner and there is also a lot of fear, especially if you have lived with someone before and it's maybe not been the perfect relationship or you have felt like you lost your sense of self or maybe there was a lot of issues, like whatever it is, I think it's always quite daunting. And even if you're someone who's like always lived at home and then you're moving in with someone and that, that first time you're ever moving in is your partner, like it's scary. It's a big thing to have to share your space with someone new. And even though that person might've been your boyfriend for six years, it's still a new person to live with and it can be scary. And you have to learn about each other in a whole new different way. But I promise you, if you sit and journal out your thoughts, if you're feeling scared, you will come up with why you're scared and then you can work on it and you can work through it and have a better relationship because of it. So hopefully you like this episode, guys. Don't forget to, if you're listening on Spotify, leave a rating and follow. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would really love if you could do the same, but also drop me a little review, please, because they really help me out. The ratings are basically a way in which Spotify and various podcast platforms learn whether people like the podcast or not, and it really helps this podcast to get out to new people. So if you do like it, don't forget to share it tell a friend, leave a review, leave a rating and let's get more people feeling those good vibes. Bye guys.